she learned stress before her ABCs Cigarettes, alcohol, and the laps of men So she buried being molested by every man Her mother moved in from the moment she was born To the day she turned ten Battered by the daily reminders That she mirrored the father she'll never meet So she searched for daddies but found empty figures And traded her figure for their figures The moment they talked up dick before progression She'll play pussy and make them pay to eat Addicted to the delusion of not feeling so numb She could swallow nine inches and better Yet never taste the limitations of being used Bored with education She dropped out No condom Stay fucked Miscarried a dozen or more times Her body refused to be absent Yet present like her mother Said she'd rather be a whore than ignored Pop pills and passed out in between moments of clarity Trains Hotel ceilings, soup kitchens, shared needles And the kindness of strangers that didn't focus on what her body used to look like Said she cried at images of old couples holding hands and kids at play Hoping that is what happiness looks like We crossed paths a few times I gave all that my hands could carry And she took all she could receive without offering her vagina or soul few snacks, some encouraging words, a little guidance, an occasional HIV test, and a chance to change her life. It felt like she was addicted to love, but she couldn't find it if it fell on her heart. So she searched in the orgasms of pain patrons, and the lean that came after her last hit. I received a call at 3 a.m. The person said he had a Jane Doe Wonder if I could come down and identify her body He described her from head to toe Said she died of an overdose Said she was probably still conscious When her friends emptied her pockets Instead of calling the police Track marks on her arm Blood on her forehead Cum stains on her soiled panties And no ID Just my business card in her pocket Went an appointment to see me today It's too late, late, late to turn back, turn back, to turn back, to turn back, turn back. It's too late, it's too late, late, late to turn back, turn back, to turn back, to turn back, turn back. It's too late, it's too late, late, late to turn back, turn back, to turn back. Soul Sessions. You ready, my man? With Poetic Black. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and who's holding you but you but you. Check this out, man. Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh, my God. This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. 
bold stances and lewd advances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poet. We'll start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. Welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and I'm happy to be here today. Spoken Soul family, what's good? We got another one lined up for you guys today. I hope, I hope you're on your path today. I hope you're not allowing anyone or anything to impede your progress. I hope you're locked in on the goal. I hope you know that you are validated today. I hope you know your worth. Spoken Soul Family, we got another dope show lined up for you guys today. I wanted to go through... I wanted to go through uh, a video that came across my attention that's on the internet. Maybe you guys have seen it, but I wanted to talk about this today. And uh, it's the video you probably I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play the clip so you you guys can hear the audio. But uh, it's about a woman who. Her baby's father, he comes to see his son and uh, he brings him, you know, a McDonald's meal. And she has the intention of putting him on blast. So she got it on social media. I guess she has him on live. And when he pulls up, she said, look, before he pulls up, she says, listen, I know he ain't got one meal. I got other kids. She got four other children. He said, uh. He, I got other kids So he gonna bring his His kids something to eat And then my other kids Gonna watch him eat So if you ain't gonna bring None for one You can't bring none For, for all of them If you can't bring one For enough for all of them Don't bring none for him So It's been going around The internet You got people who Having Having various You know Opinions and views Perspectives About the situation But uh Let's get into it Because I wanted to I wanted to bring it to the studio and uh, see if we can get some clarity. We can talk about this right here. So uh, let's play that. Let's play. Let's play that clip. Let's play that clip real quick. All right, we're gonna play that clip right now. With one meal for my child kids we have one kid together but he only want to come and bring one thing to mcdonald's but what about my other kids how come you can't feed my other kids mcdonald's though like that's bogus as hell like you're not gonna sit here and make my other kids feel left out and you're only bringing one child something to eat look there he go and i bet you he only got one thing in there i bet you he don't even i'm finna expose out of him so people can see how he really is it ain't more than 
It ain't more than enough food in that bag for everybody. What's up? Because I'm finna expose you. Because that don't look that don't look enough for all my kids. That don't look enough for all my kids. What is that? That's just one burger, one burger, one fry. Okay, what about my other kids? Daddy, my baby daddy, come here with one meal for my child, but I have three other kids. So it kind of started. We have over. one kid together. But, but you guys, you guys get the gist. You guys get the gist of what's going on. So she shows up. She he shows up with one meal. He shows up with one meal, and when he shows up, when he shows up, she's upset that he shows up with only one meal and he didn't bring enough for everyone. Now I'm entitling this episode. I wanna I wanna call this entitlement. Being entitled. Entitlement. And do we have this false sense of entitlement? All of us have false senses of entitlement when you really think about it. All of us, you know? But when it becomes detrimental to the community, it becomes a problem. And when it becomes rampant, it becomes a problem. And it's a problem. Honestly, I'll give my opinion of this video. When I first got it, when I first seen it, uh, yeah, I was I was steaming. I was boiled. I was like, wow. But this is the type of mindset that that I grew up. This was the type of mindset that I knew the people in my in my neighborhood. This was the mindset of the of the people. Like, if you ain't gonna bring enough for one, you don't bring none for all of them. And I understand that sentiment. I understand that sentiment. But you know, you've heard that expression, it's not what you say, but how you say it. The way she said it and the way she conveyed her, you know, the way she the way she came across, it was like, oh, this is something that's a fundamental this is something that oh it's a given and this is where that false sense of entitlement comes in at because how in a rational person a rational person a person thinking rational like how do you think that you're entitled that this man is entitled or that you're entitled for this man to come and provide a meal for his son You have a son with him That ties you together Indeed But What makes it A given That he has to bring something For all your kids So in all actuality What you're really saying is You're saying that You don't want him to do nothing For his kid When you look at the When you look at this, the The way that All the dynamics in the, in, in the scenario When you look at it Look what's being prevented In this child's life First of all, his father is making the attempt. Y'all two are not together, which is obvious. He's making an attempt to be in his son's life. Maybe this is something, this is a pastime that him and his son, you know, enjoy that. Yo, I'm going to bring my son something to eat. I know what he likes. I'm going to pick him up a little burger. Maybe his pockets wasn't like that. Obviously, you got him on child support. That's obvious. The type of woman you are, it wasn't said in the video, but I can, I can you know, really assume you know what I'm saying? Taking an educated guess that you have him on child support. Because if you're that petty, you, you, you're, you're, you're definitely going to have him on child support. So you know he's on child support. So the fact that he's on child support, 
they taking money out for that child anyway. He's making the he's making the attempt to build the bond with him and his son. He bring his son some McDonald's or whatever the case may be, you know. And he said, "Yeah, I bought him what he likes, you know." Oh, you ain't bring enough. Or what about the rest of my kids? The rest of your kids is not his responsibility. Is it's not his responsibility. In a perfect world, being you know, being nice, being generous. And a lot of times that generosity goes unnoticed with men. A lot of times that generosity go unnoticed, you know, where, where a man will go the extra mile and is referred to by the woman is like, oh, it ain't nothing, you know? So some men take that and they like, well, I ain't going, I ain't going the extra mile. I'm doing the bare minimum. I'm going to do exactly what, I, what, what I'm obligated to do, you know, but you don't know everybody's financial situation so in the perfect world yes him bringing something for everybody would have been nice it would have been a nice gesture but i've witnessed this i've witnessed this myself i've experienced it i've experienced where you have some women and you can see their their, their demeanor what type of women they are and i'm coming in the store or i'm leaving out of something whatever the case may be and you know the polite thing to do is to hold the door so it, it happened to me plenty of times where I will ho- I will go out of my way to hold the door for someone to come out. You know, a lady, she's coming out and I'm holding the door and she'll walk right out and she won't have the courtesy of saying thank you. Now, I'm not hard pressed for a thank you. I'm not doing this for a thank you for a kudos or anything of that nature. But the way you react to certain things, the way you carry yourself can really show elements of who you are character wise who you are character wise i notice a person i open the door for a person they coming out of the door whatever the case be she may be holding a bag or whatever oh let me let me get that door for you hold the door and she walk right out without saying thank you what i can assume of this person that she's she's a rude individual she's a selfish individual and she's self-conceited and she's self-centered i can i can automatically deduce this from this interaction because rational people, you know, if you do a kind gesture to them, you know, the immediate response will be like, thank you. You know, if you hear somebody sneeze in public, somebody out of the crowd is going to say, God bless you. And what do the person say after they say, God bless you? It's just common courtesy. Thank you. Thank you. It doesn't cost you anything. It, it, it don't take no lie. It don't take no minutes away from your life. It don't, you know what I'm saying? It don't take no money away from your pocket to say, oh, thank you. It's just something that's indicative to your character. And you see a lot of of these sisters out here. And I'm only talking about, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the black community right now. Let's be clear. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, this doesn't happen in the white community. This doesn't happen in the Asian community. This doesn't happen in the Spanish and Latino community. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying with our community, with the black community, you know, the black, black, black women, black men, this is who I interact with on a regular basis. So I'm all my references is mainly and chiefly, you know, directed towards the black community. Yes, it happens in other in other in other groups, whatever the case may be. But that's besides the point. The point is, I'm talking about us. And you see this in the character of some of our sisters where they have this 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 sense of entitlement. This sense of entitlement that, oh, this what you supposed to do. 
and the world is changing maybe 10 years ago 15 20 years ago yeah maybe that would have been the, the, the right thing to do or the manly thing to do but today we're living in a world where there's a constant demand of equability being equitable women want equal rights women want equal pay women want you know what i'm saying women want to be treated equally as men but what do that look like what do that look like you know to gain anything you're going to have to lose something you're going to have to sacrifice something so what's that, what what's at the sacrifice what's at the altar is that chivalry you find in chivalry is starting to dwindle amongst men men are men are starting to come to the conclusion that oh you know we're both on the same equal footing you should be buying me roses or you should be opening the door for me this is the this is the world that we're living in nowadays you know and you see it you see it more and more you seeing that the the women are becoming more and more i want to say you know up front and forward and you find a lot of men are becoming less more and more passive so you see how the dynamic is changing right before your eyes you can see it's changing right before your eyes so you gotta like look and see what's going on to make that determination and say oh wow am i am i gonna be a victim to this you know am i gonna be you know am i gonna subject myself to this and this false sense of entitlement is destroying our community is destroying is destroying the 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 potential union between the black man and the black woman. This is the reason why individuals give these excuses. Not me. I, I can't give no excuse like that. I love the black woman. I love the black woman. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. It's my personal preference. My love for the black woman don't mean I hate anyone else because I don't hate anyone else. But I, I'm just saying I love the black woman. You know? And... uh these are things that we need to address character defects you know things in our character that we need to address and we think it's not affecting us but it's really affecting the the cycle that's being perpetuated in our community <clears throat> we have to be mindful when this behavior becomes okay oh this is this is just acceptable behavior it's going to destroy the fabric of the community it's going to prevent us from bonding in, uh, in, in certain ways. It's going to be like, oh, I'm thinking about myself. Forget you, you know, and to be wrong and strong. And then your intention is to put him on blast. This is the crazy thing. And in her eye, in her mind, this is what caught me in like, wow. In her mind, she's, she really believes she has the conviction that he's being a bad father by doing this. That oh you she she said it in the video you guys didn't hear that because that that was a, a different version of the clip but she said in the video uh yeah he he always trying to act like he's he 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 he's a good father that he's a good father like these are showing characteristics of a good father you guys are not together but he's still making the attempt to visit his son spend some time with his son bond with his son but here you are being entitled causing a rift and then you showing this this is this example that you're showing you're giving life to it with other sisters that may not know other sisters that may be young and feeble-minded that may look at this behavior and think yeah this is what being a woman is being about this is what being a mother is being about 
and it's not. I was disgusted. To be honest, I was disgusted. I was like, wow. And it's like, you can't make this up. Like, this is this not a video that was staged. It was put together or scripted. This is something that she decided to put to the world on social media. Come on social media and, and display this act of thinking she exposing him. But in all actuality, she's exposing herself. You let the world know how foolish you are. She let the world know. And I know this is not the sentiment of black women. I know this is not the sentiment, the overall sentiment of black women, but there are some sisters who feel that this was appropriate. The masses of sisters, the, the, the different sisters that I talk to, their mindset, this, this is horrific. I know the sisters that I deal with, you know, you know, that I interact with. They don't hold this view that this sister that that was on the um, video hold. They don't hold this view. So I'm not in no way, shape or form trying to make this a blanket indictment for all black women. In that situation right there, I can see my grandmother saying something like that. I can see my grandmother saying something like, oh, you ain't going to bring enough for all. Don't bring enough. for." I can see my grandmother saying something like that. But my grandmother was so much wiser. Because I can also see my grandmother saying, okay, no problem. Bring it in here. She'll get that knife and she'll split it in how many ways, how many ways it need to be split. One of her, one of her sayings that I remember of her, she used to always say, enough for one is enough for two. And if it's enough for two, it's enough for four. That was, that was one of her mantras. So I know how my grandmother would have handled that. I know how she would have handled that. Take it and split it. But what did this sister do? This sister took it and threw it on the floor. So she thought in her mind, oh, this, this is the womanly thing to do. This was, this was the womanly thing to do. Crazy. Absolutely, absolutely crazy. But, you know, when you look at, when you look at what's going on, we have to look at the, the aspect of, we have to look at the aspect of when we see things like that, we need we need to call that out. We got to call that out. We're not this is this is unacceptable. And we got to make them feel bad about putting something like that like yo this this is not what we do. You know? This is not what we do. But when you put this and you play this in in on social media, you got all these people are watching it. You got individuals in our community watching it and being like oh this is okay you got people who are not in our community looking at it like oh this is how they think you know we're being branded two ways with this man it's a double-edged sword when we see things like this we got to definitely like stand up and be like yo this is nonsense but she made herself like a straight fool she made herself like a straight fool because i was like wow and when she took the food and she threw it away, like she took all of it and threw it on the floor, threw it on the floor, cussing him out. Oh, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm going to do with that. He's like, are you crazy? But this is the things that we got to deal with. You know, these are some of the things like that, like that expression, they say, uh, the elephant in the room. These are some of them things that we have to deal with. That we have to really address us as a community, not not trying to cause any type of of ridicule or things of that nature, but more so being like, yo, 
we got to check ourselves, man. This is not cool. This is not cool. You know, when I see behavior like that, I'm like, damn, it make your parents look bad. It do. Like, who raised you? Who raised you? The most equitable thing was to do like, okay, look, this is what we gonna do. Oh, he brought a he brought a French fries, he brought a burger. How many is four kids? Okay, look, that burger can get cut in four ways. Everybody can get some of it. Everybody get a little bit of fries. Everybody can get some of that soda. He brought a big soda. It could have been split. That would have been the best thing to do. You know what I'm saying? The best thing to do, okay, give me that. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna split that. Y'all split this. Yo, give your brother something, give your sister something. You know, this was this this was the the womanly thing to do, but the man is trying. You don't know how much, you know what's in his pockets. You don't know what his pockets is looking like. He got a car. You know that's insurance. You know that's gas. You don't know what his pockets looking like, but he's still making the attempt. Look at the situation, and instead of you encouraging that, instead of you encouraging that. You know, you can say, I oh wow, you could have brought a little bit extra for it, you know what I'm saying? Or like, yo, bring, you know, you you know he coming. Yo, look, pick up an extra whatever, three extra meals, and I'll give you the I'll give you the bread when you get here. You know what I'm saying? You could have did that because it's technically your responsibility. You you obviously knew he was coming. You were sitting there waiting for him. The video starts where it was like about 30 to 30 seconds to a minute before he shows up. And she knew he was coming. So if you knew he was coming and you you say he's done this before, why you didn't call him? He's coming to pick up his son or or coming to see his son. Call him like, yo, you stopping by the McDonald's? Yeah, pick up a, a, a couple of more Happy Meals or whatever or some dollar burgers or whatever and, and bring it. I'll give you the money when you get here. But here it is. You feel you feel that entitled. You're wrong and you're strong. You feel that emboldened to, to stand there and be like, yeah, this is what you do. And you toss it, showing ungratefulness. We talked about this on the show before. We talked about this on the show. And it's perfectly, you know, to go back and revisit. We I did a show uh, about being grateful, gratefulness, you know. And I, and I, in the show we was talking about, I was like, uh, the way that an individual, this is like a, a recipe. I, I, I equated it to a recipe because it's like a recipe. A recipe is like every time you do it, it's going to yield the same result. Like if you're making chicken cacciatore or you're making, you know, if you're making a steak, rather, you're trying to sear a steak. There's certain principles that you do to sear a steak in order to get the same result all the time. That's how restaurants do it. They follow these methods you know, strictly, yo, this is the method, you know, the steak got to be at room temperature, you know, you got, you got to let it marinate or whatever the case may be before you sear it, the pan got to be a certain amount of degrees and you're going to let it sear for, for 38 seconds on this side, 38 seconds on this side, then you're going to sear the caps and, and all that stuff is a recipe. If you want to get a medium rare steak, you follow this recipe, this methods, this procedure, you're going to get a medium rare steak every time. Because it's something that you can repeat. If you look at the recipe, right? We was talking about being grateful. And I said that nothing increases your your wealth, your bounty, whatever you want to call it. It increases you is when you when you're grateful. When you receive something and you're grateful, it's gonna increase your bounty. 
is going to keep increasing it. And what I mean by that is this. Have you ever you have you ever seen a person who who gets a gift and they show they show their gratitude for the gift? And be like, oh wow, man, this yo, this is perfect, man. I really needed to, yo. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is a person that you would love giving a gift for again. The next time you want to get them something better. You know why? Because the gratitude, the gratitude that's shown makes you want to give more. That's the recipe in life. You know, it's the recipe in life. If you, if you, if you observe life, you can see that. That when someone shows gratitude, something inside of you wants wants to give more. When someone is grateful for what you're doing for them, whatever it is, a person that needs a ride to work, a person that needs a ride to work, his car broke down. He need a ride from work. And he's like, yo, hey, yo, John, man, I need a ride to work, man. My car broke down. And you give him a ride to work. And he say, yo, brother, man, I really appreciate you, man. I really do appreciate you. Yo, here, man, I know you didn't ask for it, but here you go $10, get some gas, man. I appreciate you, my brother. And you're like, nah, nah, that ain't necessary. Like, nah, nah, I really appreciate you, brother. And the next time he asks for a ride, you'll be more than willing to give him a ride. You'll be more than willing to give him a ride because you're going to be like, wow, this individual right here is a good dude, whatever the case may be. You don't feel like you was being robbed. You don't feel like, you know, you got you got taken advantage of. You want to do it voluntarily because of the fact that that person shows gratitude. Gratitude is something that increases your bounty. It increases your wealth. It increases you. So when you're grateful for something and you want to be bestowed with more blessings, more gifts, you got to be grateful for that which you have already. You have to be grateful for that which you have already. What what you do have, treasure and be grateful and more will be bestowed upon you. And and you can you know from a for a fact that nothing makes you not want to give something to someone than a person being ungrateful. I don't know how it is for everybody else, but that's one of the that's one of my biggest pet peeves. If I if I do something for you, I do a favor for you, whatever the case may be, and you regard it. I'm not looking for nothing back, but you regard it something that I do, especially if I had to you know bend corners and to make things happen for you. And then you say like, ah, you're supposed to do it. That like what? OK, I'll show you next time. You'll be, you'll be still waiting for me to do something for you again. You dig what I'm saying? And it's not about, oh, I'm just trying to, you, I'm doing something to get something. It's just, you know, I, re, I, I follow this one rule. I don't respect people who do not respect me. Period. Period. Respect is a two-way street. If I, if I, if I do something to earn your respect and I'm acting in a way that demands your respect, then I want to be respected. It's non-negotiable. It's not something that we can say, yo, well, today I feel like respecting you and tomorrow I won't. No, no, that's not going to work with me. That's the type of person I am. Never respect someone who doesn't respect you back. And, you know, if a person, I can see if I'm doing something or I'm, I'm acting out in a manner that will cause me to be disrespected. Like I'm out of my mind. I'm doing stuff. I'm I'm being dishonest. I'm you know I'm lying. I'm being profane or whatever the case may be. I could be doing a a myriad of things, you know. But 
if if I demand respect and my character demands it and I'm walking in alignment with that, then I want to be respected. And is a two-way street. I would never disrespect a person who doesn't his hand doesn't call for that. It's a disrespect to myself. You know, I would never look at a person, this person doing the right thing, whatever the case would be, he treating people with respect, and I'm just going to walk up to him and just give him a verbal lashing just because. You know, I'm just going to be, oh, yeah, you this and that, just disrespect him for no reason. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm in my sound right mind. I'm not going to do that. You dig? So that respect thing, that boundary, that respect level is it's a must with me. In, in my everyday interactions I give respect so I demand it back It's not it's not something that Is just oh I feel like respecting you today But uh, tomorrow I don't know Nah that's not gonna work for me And uh, in this situation right here You know you got some You got some And I'm, and I'm using the sisters as an example Because that's what we're talking about you got you got some some sisters who have and and it's it, it comes with the brothers too, but we talking about the sisters right now, and that wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm strong with it, like I'm wrong, but it don't matter, and this is something that we gotta address in our community, like if you're wrong, you're opening yourself up to some form of critique, some form of critique. People, everybody got their own opinions. Everybody got their own perspectives. But, you know, collectively together, you know, we can look in the community and say, yo, look, this is something that shouldn't be tolerated. This is not something that's going to be promoted and egged on to like, yo, yeah, keep doing this. This is the new wave. No, 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 this is crazy. And if you a sister who believed that this behavior, if you saw the video, well, even you heard the video, heard you know the context of what went what went down. But if you're an individual who who thinks that this is the way it's supposed to be, you are, you know, you're part of the part of the problem. You are. You know what I'm saying? You're part of the problem, and I'm willing to debate that. That's an open invitation. If you feel you saw the video, you watched the video, you watched the video, and you feel that her behavior was adequate her be it was nothing wrong with her 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 um her behavior and she was absolutely right of doing what she did it's an open invitation for you to come on the show i'll definitely have a conversation with you i'll definitely sit down and i want you to bring your points and um illustrate how this is the behavior that's befitting that of a woman not talking about a little girl that of a woman with four children or five children that of a woman with five children. You know? It's crazy. And at the same time, I seen another video of a sister, you know, which is the total opposite, where she said that she went down, you know, to the, uh, they called her down to the court to make an increase on the child support that she was getting from her ex-husband. Now, the way she explained herself in the video, she said, look, I remarried, he remarried. We have a four-year-old. We have a four-year-old, and uh, he was paying $69 a week. And she was like, that's enough. He's a four-year-old. Enough to, you know what I'm saying? $69 a week, enough for him to get whatever he need 
you know, because it's support for the child. She said, I don't need him to pay my bills. He got a whole nother family on, on that end, you know. So this is an example of black women being being queen, being regal, being beautiful as I know them to be. Because this sister said, she said in the video, she was like, they was making an effort to make her, to get her to, to want an increase because he had got a new job. So the fact that he got a new job, he's making new money. She so was like, oh, well, look, you can increase it. He's like, no, I'm okay. You know, this is for the child. He spent time with his child. I'm not going to impede that. And you have to realize this is the behavior this is the behavior that impedes the separation from man and child. You see, this is the behavior. How many unbalanced households we have today because this was the behavior of the of the single parent, the so-called single mother. Things didn't work out with the father. Things didn't work out with the father. It happens. Things didn't work out with the father, but you have resentment towards him. And, and she takes the resentment and they place it on the child. It happens. It happens. And it happens way too often than we like to admit as a community. It happens. And it's that, it's that I'm wrong, but I'm strong. And, and it, her girlfriend's in the back. Yeah, girl. That's right, girl. He ain't shit. That's right. He ain't shit. The only thing the child hears from the child, from the time the child can comprehend what's going on, you hear that his daddy ain't shit. My daddy ain't shit. Don't know nothing about your father. But you do know that he ain't shit. He ain't shit. It's crazy that I'm wrong, I'm strong type of behavior is something that we gotta we gotta get rid of that because it's causing rifts in the relationship between you know us as a family the family dynamic and i said this on the show before it seems to me that there's a conservative effort to put out on the, in the media things that hinder black people from coming together to form union it seems like in all the sitcoms there's always something going on between the black man and black woman You'll find a, a sitcom, and I'm not saying if, if you believe in, in um, you know, dating outside your race, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's no beef with me. You know, if you if you, you know what I'm saying, if you like, you know what I'm saying, other races or whatever kids be, because you can't help who you love, who you fall for. You know, like that's that's your prerogative. Is I'm trust me, that's your prerogative. You, if you find love in other places like that, it's cool. But what I'm saying is that for us as a community, it seems that, you know, in the in the media and in the, in the, in the sitcoms, the shows, it just seemed like there's always a rift between the black man and the black woman. You know what I'm saying? Like he, you know, they won't pair them together. They won't pair them together. It goes way back to even with good times. Esther Rose, shout out to Esther Rose. Esther Rose, she she's the one that got John Amos. You know, she demanded that, no, I'm not going to do the show. I'm not going to do this show good times without a husband. I'm not going to do it without a husband because I because she understood and had the, the, the foresight to know that how many black children was going to was going to be raised watching this show. How many how many was going to be looking at this show and, and trying to see 
the relatable things that they can see in the show that they relate to themselves in their own personal lives. You know, and it, and, and and the fact that she said she she demanded it. She said, "I will not do. I will not do this show if you don't. You know, if if they're not going to write a husband in." And eventually, what they did, they put the husband in, but they killed him off. I forgot what season it was, but they they killed his character off in good times. You know, and it, it, it's crazy. But why? Why? You never killed off the characters in the Brady brunt in the in the Brady bunch. Never killed off none of them, them characters. You know, so it's a certain type of a certain type of thing. The, the, the power of the of the media, the power of that tell lie vision, the lies that it tells you, the, the spells that it puts you under. And you thinking everything is okay. You think it's natural that you ain't, you know what I'm saying? That oh, you you don't get along with your baby daddy. You think it's natural. Like you supposed to, you know, beef with your baby mother. You know, I waited to have kids later on in life. But I used to notice when I was in my like when I was in my teens, my early 20s, I used to notice, you know, all, all the people I knew, you know, they used to always have problems with their baby mamas. It's like, yo, I can't stand my baby moms, my effing baby moms, my, my baby mom. I used to hear that baby mama drama all the time. They made songs about it, all that. They got the baby mama drama. You know what I'm saying? All, all, all the, I'm like, damn, why is it so much of, but it was something, it was an agenda. If you look back in that time frame, look at the songs, separate black man from black woman. I'm independent and Miss Independent. Y'all remember that song? She's independent. Yeah, independent, don't need no man. She got her own, all that. You know, it was a certain wave. There was an agenda behind that. And you see the ramifications of that today. You see it in that video. You see remnants of that in that video. We got to do better than that, man. We got to do better than that. Really. I'm like, this is like, whoa. You know? And we want to be respected. But if you're looking at that video, if you've seen that video, understand and know that this is not the behavior that's befitting of a queen. This is not the behavior befitting of a queen. And if you find that this behavior was okay, that it was good, that she told him, I would have did the same thing. If any of those things come out of your mouth, then my sister, you need, you got work to do. Got work to do. Let's stop causing this rift between us. Let's stop, you know what I'm saying? Let's have the wisdom to understand that if we move on in a relationship, you know, the child has nothing to do with that to the degree that we're not going to you you want to you want to penalize the child penalize the child for your mishaps in a relationship it's unfair you know it's 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 very unfair it's it's you know it's unreasonable you know that's like kicking a dog just because he's a dog see you kicking a dog if he, if he snapped at you or he tried to bite you and you're trying to kick him off or something like that. But just to kick a dog just because he's a dog would be unreasonable. It would be something that like, why? What purpose do it serve? You know? So watching that video, man, that video, 
it, it kind of you know it, it it rubbed me it definitely rubbed me the the wrong way i want i definitely want you guys to join in on the conversation and uh email me man email me with your comments email email me with your comments email me with your uh you know what you thought of what you thought about it what you thought about that situation you know and i definitely want to hear from the sisters i want to hear from the black women like how did you feel that this sister handled that situation you know the email is spoken soul sessions at gmail.com soul is spelled s-o-l email your comments email your, your you know what i'm saying anything that you got you know your opinion you know what do you think you think she was right think she was wrong you know but we're gonna get we're gonna get into a word from one of our sponsors so we'll be right back hello this is William S. Peters Sr., a.k.a. Just Bill from Inner Child Press International. First, I must say we at Inner Child Press are proud to support my brother, Daniel Green, a.k.a. Poetic Black, and his prolific, embracing, and informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Inner Child Press International offer to you his listeners, and all spoken word artists, writers, and poets, a 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code SPOKENSOUL to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at InTouch at innerchildpress.com, and we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are Interchild Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.interchildpress.com. Thank you. And now, two cents with the written in pain. The NBA. It stresses me out because I'm a fan of basketball. I always have been since Showtime Lakers. I just, the state of basketball confuses me. First of all, a lot of these guys look like they could easily be in an R&B group. And that's okay. It's not, I'm not here to judge anybody's looks. I'm just saying, what happened to the athlete? You know what I'm saying? Your Willis Reeds. Your, these dudes... And they frail. Am I? When is the last time an all-star played a whole freaking season? And I'm serious about that. These guys make so much money to play a sport and they can't even complete a whole season without being injury, injury after injury prone is an understatement. I'm going to tell you who ushered in this new generation of straw men basketball players. And it was my boy, Derek Rose. Shout out to Derek Rose. But he was the one who made it cool to be nice for a season and a half and then get hurt for the rest of your career. And it's just, it's happened with player after player after player. These dudes, they just, even somebody like a, like a Draymond Green, or the, these guys cannot stay healthy. And this isn't the same basketball I grew up watching. I can see if these, these guys, they, the defense, 
the WNBA plays harder defense than these guys play. This is it. The, the hand check foul. You can't sneeze on a basketball player and it's a foul. These guys, the Golden State Warriors, any team LeBron was on, none of them could have dealt with even B level. Listen, the Cleveland Cavaliers with Elo, they play defense. By the third quarter, your team only have 40 points. And we're not going to talk about real jail ball teams like the Patrick Ewan, Xavier McDaniels, Anthony Mason, New York Knicks, Larry Birds, Boston Celtics, Alonzo Mornings, Miami Heat, when they had Tim Hardaway, the Hot Rod, beating people up. And we're not even going to talk, we're not even going to bring up the Detroit bad boys, Bill Lambert, Dennis Rodman, Joe Dumas, Isaiah Thomas, John Sally, they will beat you up. Put stitches in Scottie Pippen's face. Made Michael Jordan almost want to retire. And you dudes can't even play a whole season. <sighs> That's my two cents. <laughs> Shout out to Written in Pain. That's two cents with Written in Pain. Yeah, that's another recurring theme that will that will be on the show going forward. That's a new segment that we added for this season of the Spoken Soul Session show. We added that that new element, that new segment to the podcast. So on the Tuesday show, so. The Friday show is still reserved for the interviews. But uh, while I'm talking, uh, I, I, I didn't make mention in the beginning of the of the podcast, the the piece that I that I started to show off with. Shout out to my brother. We just did our interview. Uh, Eric Crow Draven. That was new music from him. New poetry, spoken word. You know, we got some more joints. He definitely sent me, you know, he definitely sent me some some new material, you know, so I got some exclusive stuff that I'm going to definitely share with you guys. So you guys stay tuned. That's one of them joints. That joint was fire, you know, and in that piece that he was talking, you know, the piece that he was talking about, he was talking about a sister, you know, that was misguided, you know, it's like a, it's like a, it's like, it's, it's almost like a, a whirlwind it, it, it line it lines up with the topic today but it's like a whirlwind when one thing after another it like that that snowball effect that people talk about the snowball effect of you know this is this is like it's, it started off something small but it keep on it's gaining momentum and if you don't check these little things while they small you know, they're going to grow into something bigger, you know, and it's, it's just life. It's just life, you know, and the whole purpose, we're trying to get better. We're trying to get better, you know, and my motto is let's get better together. You know, what can we do to, to, to reinforce the love between the black man and the black woman? You know, I want to see it more. I want to see it more publicly. I want to see I want to see the media, these sitcoms, these shows reflect the true sentiment of black love. 
why do it seem like we always got beef with each other? Like it's always it's always some type of problem. You know, this the, like the video going back to the video we was playing is like this it, it reinforces bad stereotypes that people already think about us and it's giving them confirmation. You got people who really believe that black women, all black women, they believe that all black women got attitude problems. They believe that all black women are dominant. They want to emasculate their men. This is the things that they say. This is the oh, all black women are aggressive. You know, these are the things they say. Oh, she's too aggressive. This is why we get played with these stereotypes. These are the stereotypes that we get played with. And then videos like this reinforces it to people who don't have little to no interaction with black people. That's why you see people coming from these different countries, Sweden or whatever the case may be. They coming from these different countries where they have little to no engagement with black people. Their only interaction with black people is through the media. Through what they see on sitcoms What they see on in little dramas Or movies and things of that nature You know that's why it's important If you go back to the 70s When they had the, the black exploitation films You know And understand the, the damage That was being done You know it was like a two edged sword Back then it was given opportunities For acting For, for black actors And actresses You know that they wasn't getting in Hollywood you know, the only role they can get in Hollywood, the only role they can get in Hollywood was being some type of thug, rapist, you know, a wino, or you know what I'm saying? Somebody that was, a, you know, somebody that was, uh, 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 you know, disgraced to the society. That's the only roles you were getting. Roles as slaves or maids and things of that nature. You know, and then the black exploitation films came. Then these films came. But it was, it was providing, it was providing you know, uh, means of living for a lot of struggling artists that, you know, they found their way in the black exploitation realm, you know, but at the end of the day, it was creating these stereotypes. It was creating certain type of stereotypes. You know, it's, it's the reason why they allow certain movies to go through, why they allow certain movies like, yeah, we'll fund this movie. Yeah. A pimp, you a pimp, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 the Mac, when you think about the Mac, like who, great movie, great movie. The Mac was a great movie. Got a lot of wisdoms and jewels in it and all that. But think about it. When you really look at the concept of it, who sat back and thought that, okay, this is a good idea that we're going to have, we're going to have uh, uh, this black dude play a pimp, a Mac that's, you know what I'm saying? Taking advantage of women and da, 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 da and just, broadcast this on 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 tv so people can see in the movie theater think about it will you think that they would have had a white version of this the white version of this now the, the mac the white version of the mac would be someone like hugh hefner how is his image hugh hefner looked like a you know what i'm saying he's he's praised as being a a, a gigolo or he's praised as being a you know uh, you know what I'm saying That distinguished gentleman That get all the women And all that What's the difference Between what he do And R. Kelly do What's the difference What's the difference Why they ain't never Put Hugh Hefner on trial Why he ain't never Get, get convicted and, and be put in jail For the shit that he was doing 
all those women at the Playboy Ranch or the Playboy House. What was going on in there? The debauchery that was going on in there. But they don't talk about that. His legacy is intact. Look at R. Kelly. One of the one of the most influential R&B singers of our generation. Hands down. Forget how you feel about him. That, that's hands down. Hands down. You know, one of the most influential. One of the most influential who stole his style from somebody else. He stole Aaron Hall's style. And he became one of the most influential artists ever. And you see how his career morphed and how he kept morphing with it. The way he sung back in the 90s wasn't the way he sung in the 2000s or the 2010s and and, and so forth. As the time changed, his music changed and he stayed up. So as far as like love him, hate him or whatever, you know, being indifferent, you know, he is without a shadow of a doubt, one of the, the best artists, songwriters, performers that ever did it that ever did it but now he's in prison and maybe for the rest of his life you know he's in prison but the stuff that he but the stuff that you accuse him of doing the stuff you accuse him of doing being with underage women and all that stuff you have to if you're talking about over age these chicks they saying they 18 maybe 17 16 or whatever the case may be you know Look at all these heroes, uh, the sung, the, the 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 heroes of of American heroes, Elvis Presley. They just did a movie about Elvis Presley. I ain't even watch it yet, but they just did a movie about Elvis. I want to see if they put the fact in that that Priscilla was like twelve or fourteen when he married her. Do they put that in the movie? I want to know if they're gonna put that in the movie. I doubt it. I doubt if they put that in the movie. I doubt they when they make the movie about Jerry Lee Lewis, they're gonna put oh that 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 he married his cousin at 13 years old or something like that. I, I doubt if they do that. Because they keep their they keep their legacy intact, their legends intact. You know what I'm saying? Wrong is wrong, right is right, period. But we find so much comfort. We find so much comfort. And when one of our own cross that line, we'll crucify the ass. That's what we do. Somebody else do the same thing. We pay no mind to. We, I don't care. It don't concern us. But it's something that's been, that's, that's, that has happened to us that make us think this way. And we got to start dissecting this shit and see what the fuck it is that, that's in our psyche What's in what's what's innately inside of us that causes us to react with one another the way that we're reacting? What is it? What is it? Like I'm tired. Like me personally, I'm tired of the public displays of of immunity between the black man and black woman. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Cause I know this is not the sentiment of black people on 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 a on a on a you know, when you look at it from a from a large scale, from a broad scale, this is not the sentiment of black people. We got to rectify this behavior and we got to condemn this behavior when we see it. And we got to let our babies know that this is not cool. This is not cool. You know, entitlement, you know, being responsible, being responsible, understanding your responsibilities, you know. The whole point of being, you know, you want to be treated, you want to be treated with respect. You want to be, you want to have respect. You have to give that respect. You can't disrespect people and expect to be respected. 
is unheard of. It's unrational. You wouldn't, you wouldn't expect that from a person. You're going to treat me like shit, but you want me to treat you like, like, like gold. It don't work that way. You got to give to get. You know, you got to give to get. So whoever that sister was, you know, that's in that video. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bash you. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm going to tell you that your behavior is unbecoming, unbefitting of a queen. And you are a queen. Not call you queen, even though you're not acting, you're acting like a damn savage. But I'm going to still call you queen because this is your potential. This is what you, this is what you are in your, in your, in your realest form. You are majestic. You are regal. But you acting savagely like this. And this is not okay. And you should be ashamed. If you're listening to this, you should be ashamed. You should be ashamed. This is not a good look. I'm happy you didn't show your face. That's a good thing. But they'll find that anyway. But, uh, you know, us as a, us as a people, we need to come and we need to speak about these things. When it happens to men and men are out of pocket Everybody come out and they say, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he was wrong. Da, 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 da. We got to keep that same energy. We got to keep that same energy. We got to hold each other accountable. We got to hold each other accountable. Period. You know, so this is coming to that time in the show. Well, I need you guys to understand and know how much how much how much you mean I hope I hope I hope you know your value I hope you know your worth I hope you know that in order for us to make it we gotta make some type of compromises we gotta hold each other accountable we gotta we gotta look each other in the eye and say listen this is not cool. And we got to be accepting of that. I pray, man. I pray. I pray you guys know. I pray you guys know that together we are unstoppable. Know that with all certainty. And I want you guys to know that I love you. And I hope you love me too. Peace. Peace.